Welcome back to the Summer Party Pod, a deep dive into DCOMs. I'm Lizzie, and Bobby Flay is my mortal enemy. <laughs> and I'm Hannah, and I'm a chef, but only by night. And this week, we watched Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Finally. And Lizzie surprised me with her intro. <laughs> Normally, we tell each other where we're going to be. And this time, I said, Hannah, I'm going to make you wait. She said, I know where I'm going to be, but I'm not going to tell you. We're finally watching this movie. I know. We've been talking about this. This has been um, in the running list for, like, more than six months. And... When we first formulated the idea for this podcast, this is one of the first movies that came to mind that I wanted to watch. In fact, it was. I was looking back at our screenshots the day that we decided we were doing this. You were like, we should do fun titles, like Eddie's Million Dollar Podcast. That has to be the title of this episode. Not Bobby Flay. I'm coming for your kneecaps. No. All right. No. I would um, just I hold on. I'd like to make a disclaimer. In this episode, I'm going to make <laughs> a lot of comments about Bobby Flay. I don't actually hate Bobby Flay. I really have nothing against the man. However, I disliked him so deeply at the ripe age of mm, six. Why? Six at, well, I'll tell you once we get into this a little bit more. I just, he he unnerved me. I didn't think he was trustworthy. Quickly, before we do the podcast thing. (laughs) I, this movie gaslit me into thinking that Bobby Flay, like, wasn't a real person. Like, they were, like, with Bobby Flay. And I was like, oh, my God, they got Bobby Flay to be in this? And I was like, wait, surely they didn't get, like, a celebrity chef to be in a decom. Is Bobby Flay a fake chef? Like, I was like, oh. I was like, oh, it's like, um, it's like a pair phone. It's like something made up for TV. And then you were like, nope, that's a real man. Yeah, and then I was like, no, I'm pretty sure he's real. In which case, why is he in this movie? I don't know. That's a great question. Um, but anyway, uh, since we've already been recording for 20 minutes, should should we dive right in? Let us dive right in. Hannah, it is your week for the 60-second summary. Perhaps okay. this week you'll actually do it in 60 seconds, unlike me last week when I did it in a suggestion of 60 seconds. Um, yeah, I'm going to do my best, but honestly, I don't even know if I'll meet 60 seconds. I've kind of forgotten the plot. Okay, do you want me to count you in? Um, yeah. All right. In three, two, one, go. So the movie opens up, and it's like a middle school baseball game. And the main team, the Groundhogs, are really bad. But there's one kid on their team, Eddie, who's like a star, amazing player. He's the only reason they've ever won a game. Like, they suck. And Eddie, his dad is the coach, and he's like all about baseball. But then one day... When his parents are out of the house, he decides to cook dinner for them, and it turns out he loves to cook. So he tricks his friends into signing up for home ec, and they're in home ec class, 
and he finds out about this cooking competition so he like enters it on the dl while pretending to still like care about baseball as much because his friends and dad are like giving him mad shit about it it's giving troy bolton it's giving high school musical but this came first and then he wins and gets into the finals of the cooking competition and has to choose between baseball and cooking he chooses baseball and then his team's like no go cook we support you and then he goes to the competition and he cooks in the competition and his dad finally comes around to support him pretty proud of myself exceptionally well done thank you i'm actually dare i say maybe one of the best 60 second summaries either us have ever done honestly i'm proud of myself it was just i blacked out (laughs) it was just the right amount of detail you spanned pretty much the entire plot Well done. I almost called them the hedgehogs, but I held back. It's okay. I, I was like, I know you they're got kind the of right rodent. name. They are. Speaking of rodent, <laughs> the best, the only line I wrote down, I think. No, I wrote down two. The only line is the you know the baseball team sucks. So bad. And the kid so from bad. the kid from uh, that's a raven is in this. Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. I don't remember his character in that's a raven. He's in the season on the baseball team. His name is Frankie. And he goes, it's time to get a new team name. More fierce, less rodent. <laughs> maybe that's the title of this. Yeah, maybe. Um, Lizzie, do you have the official summary? I surely do. Or I surely did. I'm lost in my tabs. There it is. So this movie came out in 2003. Yeah. Um, it says... Eddie Ogden, a baseball prodigy with a knack for the culinary arts, surprises everyone when he enters a major cooking competition on the same day as his team's playoff game. With Eddie spending more time in the kitchen than on the field, he starts striking out with his friends and even his own father. Will he be able to fulfill his obligation to the team and still be true to himself? Question mark. I, before I watched the movie, read the summary because I'd never seen this movie and as much as Lizzie was pushing for it, I was hesitant. Because mm-hmm. my first thought was, this movie's about a chili cook-off, even though it's not. And not at then all. Lizzie had told me, no, it's a sports movie. And I thought, oh, I don't like sports movies. So I was not super excited. And then I like got it twisted reading that summary because I thought it said he wanted to play baseball and his family was like, no, you have to cook with us. And he had to oh. choose, like, between the family restaurant and his baseball dreams. I got it all mixed up. You did get it mixed up. But clearly, you know now you have it down pat, since you did so well with our 60-second well, summary. Well, you know what? I ended up, I texted Lizzie, and I said, Lizzie, I'm not convinced yet, after, like, five minutes of the movie, when it was just baseball. And I remember this exactly, because it made me laugh so <laughs> what she said about this movie i laughed about this for so long just the way you phrased it um she texted me yesterday and said i am not convinced by this movie about a boy named eddie (laughs) which is just the most ass backwards way you could have possibly said that you didn't like the movie I am not convinced by this movie about a boy named Eddie. 
And then I texted you and I was like, wait, I think I spoke too soon. Because after I saw the first food montage. Yes. That's when the movie gets good. And you said, wait, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'm just going to give our, our man's Paul Hohen a chance. Because this is directed by our Lord and Savior, Paul Hohen. I'm going to read a transcript here for the jury. She said, okay, perhaps I spoke too soon. And I said, yes, question mark, question mark. To which Hannah replied, I'm going to give Sir Paul Hohen, not actually knighted, a fair shot to win me over. That was yesterday at 9.15 p.m. And then yesterday at 10.42 p.m., I was already asleep. And you said, remember when Justin Bieber had conjunctivitis in his eye and he kept telling everyone about it? Don't y'all? He, like, posted, like, he was worried about his conjunctivitis. He posted, like, six feed posts in a row and was like, my eye with conjunctivitis. My eye close up with conjunctivitis. And that's me because I'm having an eye rash. So I was going to be like, because that's me. And then you were like, oh, I can't relate to this. I said, I do not remember that. And instead of say, instead of explaining yourself, we just went on to the next topic of conversation. I was like, well, no, I can't make my joke to her because she doesn't get it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about your eye rash. I wasn't going to explain that, like, in 2014, Justin Bieber had conjunctivitis and post about it on Instagram, like, six times in a row. <laughs> you could have just explained that to me it was by a cry posting- for help. By posting on the Slumber Party podcast Instagram about your conjunctivitis. <laughs> Look at my eczema. Look at my eczema. <laughs> Look at my eggs now. Yikes. Well, and on that note, let's talk about food. <laughs> yeah, on that note. Okay, that is what made me start to like this movie. That's when it changed mm-hmm. my mind, is when we get the first cooking. Every time he cooks, most of the times, it's a beautiful, like, montage. They're, it's very well done. They have, like, shots of, like, food tossing through the air, and it's to, like, Swan Lake music. Before we get into the specifics of this, I do want to ask, are you a person who likes a food movie? Well, I like Ratatouille. I I wouldn't call myself a food movie lover. I don't really like to watch, like, Food Network that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't watch, like, The Great British Bake Off. So, honestly, I'd say probably no. And I actually, I was still nervous at the beginning because the first food scene is Eddie whipping up some hot dogs for his him and his friends after the baseball game? And they yeah. were not proper Chicago dogs. That's all I'll say. No, um, it's not supposed to be. It's called an Eddie dog. Well, they had ketchup and mustard. And I've never eaten a hot dog, but my grandma, who is from Chicago, will tell you that's wrong. Never put yeah, ketchup no. on, a, on a hot dog. No. Like diced onions, not slices. And you know what? You can say it again. Yeah. I am vehemently pro hot dog they gross me out i love hot dogs so much and you know what that is fair and that is an opinion that so many people hold that being said i simply can't there's not an ounce of me that cares i love them so much i even when i ate meat i i was never a hot dog girl i was always a hamburger girl I, well, and you know what, I like a hamburger too, but I, I think it's because I associate hot dogs, like, with summertime, because that's Mm -hmm. predominantly when I eat them, 
Yeah, it's like a barbecue camping Fourth of July food, and you go camping every other month, as we discussed. <laughs> Hannah thinks that I live in the woods. Well, she does. She she was like, no, I go camping like twice a year, and I said, no, girl, you went in September, and then you went you, like you went in August, and then you went in October, and you're going again this month, and you're going it's again in February. You go actually, every other month. it's not actually camping. Like I'm not in a tent. Well, we stay in a cabin. We I don't. I say we go up to camp. That's different. But it's not a camp if it's a cabin. You go up to the cabin. You don't want to sound like a rich bougie that's person a, with your cabin. That's a, and it, the thing is, it's not our cabin. This is a this is a cultural thing. Because I would say like, oh, we're going to the cabin for the weekend. Yeah, up up to camp is a uh, in action here. Oh, okay. See, every time um, you said you were going camping, I thought you meant like camping. Maybe we got lost in translation. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I love hot dogs. So I <laughs> love food movies. Okay. I'm a big food movie person. I also love Ratatouille. The Hundred Foot Journey, Julie and Julia. Um th- whatever the heck that one is with John Favreau and Scarlett Johansson. That's not an Avengers movie. It's called The Chef, perhaps. He owns a food truck. I don't know. I know that there's a movie with Emma Roberts called Little Italy that takes place in Little Italy in Toronto, and it's like yes. Romeo and Juliet, but with pizza restaurants. It's not. It's her and Hayden Christensen. Yeah, and they're supposed to be the same age. <laughs> that's hmm. that's a fascinating casting choice. But anyway, all of the food moments, it was like crazy. It was artistic. There was like. Swan Lake or like the Nutcracker in the background and they had quite a few of these montages in the movie they had them the first time Eddie was cooking Mm -hmm. which I wasn't sure how the movie was gonna go and the first time he was cooking like dinner for his family with his friends I kind of thought what if he does all this and like it's really bad yeah like what if the food doesn't taste good but then it does and he makes like a volcano out of chicken and gravy and mashed potatoes you know what I just remembered I'm sorry Orlando Brown in this his name in that's or even is Eddie I just remember that. Continue. Oh, that's so funny. Um, and then there's like another montage, like with a food fight. There's actually two food fights in this movie, which like I already think one food fight is. I don't care for that a food fight too many. But the first one, at least there were like some pretty moments. The second one was just gross. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, I don't know. I also really liked, well. Actually, I don't know where I was going with that. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> um, yes. Again, I also really like the food one. There's especially, there's a scene where he, this is what Hannah's intro was in reference to, where he, it's kind of late at night. He's in his kitchen, in his house, cooking alone, and he's kind of dancing while he's doing it. It was adorable. It seemed like a very, like, that's a thing that, like, a kid that age would actually do. Perhaps mm-hmm. not making a full lasagna from scratch. And additionally, um, I watched this with subtitles on because in my old age, I do need subtitles. Yeah. Um, or well. I can't figure out what they're saying, which is great mm-hmm. because I get the additional context of hearing what they've described sound effects as. Yeah. And he bites into his lasagna that he makes and it fully crunches (laughs) and now let me tell you 
I am not Italian. I have never claimed to be. I know lasagna shouldn't crunch. No. That pasta was not al dente. Nothing about a lasagna should be crunchy in a lasagna. Yeah, well, and that was the thing, was he did go through kind of an arc, which is why I was like, like, he'd clearly never cooked before, and the first time he made food, I was like, oh, it's gonna be, like, bad, right? Like, he's gonna be all excited, and it's not gonna be good. And, yeah. And, like, it was, but I think that was a fluke, because then when he does his, like, experimentation, bad. he's, like, not great at it right away. Like, he, you know, he doesn't even remember to put the lid on top of the blender, he, you know, throws this, Very he bad. that, and makes a mess, like, his poor dog is covered in food. Yeah. And you know what? I will say, because we have spoken in the past about our dislike of, like, gross... Physical comedy. Physical comedy, which does play a role in this. However, it bugged me less in this than it did in, say, Dad Napped. Probably just because this is a much better movie than Dad Napped. Yeah, it didn't bother me that much. Like I said, the only time it really bothered me in this movie was... The second food fight, which was... um, Yeah, it was too much. It was too much. The first food fight was within the confines of home ec class. Yep. And it was, like, all the girls, and it was kind of artistic, and I was like, okay. And there was, like, a funny moment where... So there's this girl named... Her name's actually... What's the girl's name? On the baseball team? No, the girl in home ec class. That's, like, the best. Bridget. Bridget Simons, but everyone keeps calling her Simmons, and she Mm -hmm. gets upset. She's, like the straight a student she loves home ec she's been in it every semester she's overbearing even to the teacher and she's like during the food fight is like crawling around on the floor trying to escape the poor thing um she was kind of annoying but i felt for bridget because i kind of was bridget in middle school well i had that was another question i had for you is did you actually take home ec yeah we had to though it was called facts (gasps) family and consumer sciences that's what mine was called. Yeah. We had to take it um, in seventh yep. grade, or at least in my county. In seventh mm-hmm. grade, you take half a year of facts and half a year of tech ed, which is like shop. Okay. All right. Yep. That makes sense. Um, we did. So I did do that. And we, like we did like sewing and a little bit of cooking and like laundry and other stations. That's exactly what we did. Is that, did you have to do the baby project? No, we did not. So I took facts in Kansas. And Let me live. I'm sorry, Hannah just took a swig out of a full jug of It's not simply... full, it's almost empty. It's no, no, Aldi but it's brand. a full-size Aldi yeah. brand lemonade. There's not even enough to fill a cup. Anyway, um, but yes, so we had to do the baby project, and it was the robot babies that cried. It cried and made noise. They do that in real life? I thought that was only for the movies, like Bobby Flay. No. I <laughs> I had to really do it, and you had a wristband. Did you have a partner, or did you do it alone? So you did it alone, because that was part of them trying to scare you, is they're like, hey, if you have... Just assume you're gonna have to single parent this child. And I distinctly I remember that they did that in real life. Oh, yeah. All of this was happening. It was in the fall. It was during soccer season. This is a such a vivid memory. Holy crap. And like everyone on my team was in my facts class with me. So we all had these wristbands on. So they kept having to stop the soccer game because all of us had 
car seats with babies in them on the sidelines. So we kept having to stop and run over and like hold the baby for like 30 seconds or whatever until it read it. That sounds fake. I believe you, but that sounds so fake. I can't believe that they do that still. I mean, I guess it's Kansas. I mean, I think they still do it. And let me let me tell you what. You know what? What? It worked. What, it scared you out of having a baby? Absolutely. It scared me. <laughs> scared me is dead. That the point? Is that, so is that like their, like, um, teen pregnancy, like, birth control lesson like that's how they, they didn't do abstinence only they just said we'll just scare them oh they did both they made us sign an abstinence contract i don't we did not have to sign contracts anyway oh what i remember from facts most of all was we did our sewing unit and we yep. learned how to use the sewing machines which didn't help because the sewing machines in class were different than the ones that like my mom has so yeah. I still can't really use the one my mom has. Like, I need her to thread the bobbin. And what did you make? Did you make a pillowcase or did you make pajama pants? Yeah. We did pillowcase. Yep. Um, and I remember we made the the biscuits, the ones that they have at Red Lobster. The cheddar ones? We made cheddar biscuits. Delicious. And we did a laundry unit and you had to, like, do three loads of laundry at your own house and like have your parents sign off on it but the whole thing was you were supposed to be like I did a load of the whites and a load of the colors and a load of the delicates and my family doesn't divide laundry up like that nope so my no. mom was like, did Hannah's time? laundry Kate's laundry and mom's laundry perfect that's smart yeah. they should have done that I distinctly remember so Hannah and I we've probably talked about this lived in the same first year residence hall at our school um and there was a group of boys who lived on my floor who I know for a fact at least four of them had never done their own laundry before yeah and people broke the washers in our residence hall they were on the first floor I lived on the first floor Lizzie lived on the second floor yeah so I like would often just like walk down the hall to take my laundry or check on my laundry and at least one washer at a time would be broken because people would fill them up too full. Yep. And it would break the machines. And those are huge industrial size. Yeah, like... Like laundromat. Yeah, laundromat. I almost said dishwashers. <laughs> but... Um, anyway, yeah, I remember that. The and there was one point that, like, multiple machines were broken. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I also think we should clock the fact that there is some, like, a plot line of this movie. Oh, this is, is the decom where they tackle sexism? Sexism and toxic masculinity. Yeah. And let me tell you, you know what? Could have absolutely been done worse. Could have been done worse. I, I wrote down, is this the decom where they tackle sexism? Yeah. And for 2003, especially. Yeah. I don't remember 2003. So. Nor do I. Um, it, especially, um, yeah, like, his dad is, like, kind of the main perpetrator of it. His dad is also his baseball coach, Ooh, who was played by the yeah. same actor from High School Musical 2, Mr. Fulton, the manager yes. of Lava Springs Country Club. Mark L. Taylor. Yeah, he's also in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes, and also, this is a deep cut. 
for uh, kids who read at too high a reading level at too young an age. Um, if you ever read the book, The Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler? Yes. He was in the 1995 movie version of that. Oh, I don't think I ever watched that. He was also in one episode of The West Wing as the chairman um, also- of the Democratic National Convention. He was in Homeward Bound, but it looks like just as like a police officer. And you, I wouldn't have remembered because I spent that whole movie crying. Um, that makes sense. He, so he's kind of the worst. He's like, oh yeah. Eddie has to be he like Eddie's in eighth grade. He's fourteen, so he's not like they're like he's fourteen. I'm like, oh, he's like a freshman in high at school. most. He's not even in high school, fourteen. Yeah, he's in eighth grade. He's at the beginning of eighth grade or like middle of eighth grade or something. Yeah, and his like his dad's like, there's college scouts coming. Like, why aren't the college scouts coming to see Eddie? And it's like. Because he hasn't hit puberty yet. Yeah. Um, and he's oh, like, Eddie has I have to so play many baseball. Eddie has that. to have, Eddie has to have a pro career, or at least college. And Eddie, Eddie, you have to sign up for computer science, like your brother said, right? And he like, Eddie's old, has two older brothers who might be twins. I'm not sure. And they're, you know, yeah. teasing Eddie for having fun cooking. They're calling him Edwina. And his dad like encourages them. And Eddie's, you know, eighth grade friends are also, particularly one, his name is DB, and he's kind of the little guy. He gives Eddie a lot of crap for it and is like, why are you enjoying this class? Stop talking to the girl, who's Bridget, who's good at home ec. Stop being nice to our teacher. Like, yeah. It's a lot of toxic masculinity. Um, And yeah, so obviously, as Hannah just said, the main perpetrator of this is the dad. Mm-hmm. Which... Fortunately, like, he gets called out for it, like. Yeah, but not till too late. Not till too late. But the people who really call him out for it are these two girls who are on the baseball team. Um, And then a couple of the boys, too. It's, yes. So it's Kimberly, who's one of the girls, and Hannah, who's another one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kimberly is a queen. She is hilarious. <laughs> she is my favorite member of that freaking baseball team. And she is very bad at baseball. She's so yeah. bad. And she goes off on him because he keeps saying, like, you throw like a girl. You throw like a girl. And she's like, particularly about a player on, on a different team. He goes, oh, it's no problem. Like, their pitcher throws goes, like a girl. And she's like, why is that a bad thing? She's like, I threw like a girl. Because I am a girl. Yeah. And she said, and I'm a bad pitcher. And it's not because I'm a girl. It's because I'm a bad pitcher. And yes. she was like, you know, I run like a girl because I am a girl. It's like that Dove commercial. Right, yep. That we've all seen. And then Hannah says, you know, something similar, like, I'm a good baseball player. You know, I have the best, I'm the best outfielder in the league. And, you know, I'm a girl. And one of the boys pipes up because earlier, I think in maybe that first scene. Yeah. The d- coach is talking shit about a coach from another team. And is like, you know what his day job is? He's a nurse. And one of the boys on the team is like, my dad's a nurse. And he saves people's lives. Yeah. And, you know. It was excellent. And it gives us the best line in the whole damn movie. From (laughs) our queen, Kimberly. Because he's... Because... She was like... Because he says something about like, run like a boy, run like a boy. And she was like, I'm... Not a good runner. 
I'm bad at running. And she says this line. She says, it's not because I'm a girl. It's because I'm an uncoordinated dork. Yeah. And you know what? She was self-awareness. So important. And it was so funny. But she's like, I'm a bad runner. And so are these boys on our team. Yeah. (laughs) They're not good at baseball. She's like, I'm an uncoordinated dork. Just like those two. Yeah. It was good. It was fantastic. And he like is kind of shocked by it. But like, it still doesn't really hit him until like an hour later. Yes. Yeah. And the other coach. He's like, I guess I'll go support my son. And the assistant coach, like, comes up to him later. He was like, yeah, my dad used to be a hairdresser. Like. Yeah. Literally. And the thing that really, like, snaps him into it is the girl on the team, Hannah, who is good, has been lying to her Mm -hmm. mom the whole movie, saying that she's a cheerleader. And she's going to all these baseball games because she's a cheerleader for the baseball team. Yeah. Cheerleaders for baseball does not exist. Yeah, um, and the only reason she's in home ec is because her mom wouldn't let her like sign up for field hockey again. Right, and so her mom comes to this game because it's like the semifinals game or whatever to see her cheer. Yeah, and so she like is trying to put on her like fake cheer uniform over it, over her like baseball uniform, and the mom catches her and is like, "What's going on?" And she's like. Okay, yeah, I play baseball. She was like, and you know what? Sometimes I'm kind of good at it. And she was like, yeah. I, you know, what did she say? She and says, like, I'm the best so- outfielder. She says, I'm the, the best, best outfielder in the league. She's like, I'm one of the best outfielders in the league. She was like, and you know what? I'm pretty good at hitting when I remember to keep my elbows up. Mm-hmm. And the mom's like, like, and the mom, and the mom, like, instantly is like, awesome. Great. She was like, I'm only disappointed because I wish well, she had told me. And then the mom like goes full throttle, like cheering, cheering for, her. for her when Hannah's like trying to bat and she like hits two strikes. And yeah. Her mom's like, come on, Hannah, you got it. Like, you got it. And then her dad, the dad. And the, the dad's like, oh, is, like, crap. Oh, like, maybe I'm a bad parent. And he goes up and he like picks a fight with a ref for some reason. Oh, so he can get thrown out of the game because that's yes. the only way he can get an excuse to leave, which I'm like, you could just. Yeah, lame good dad lame lame but, lame lame and lame. he's like hey look, keep your elbow up and then he goes and helps eddie in the cooking competition finale yes hosted by bobby flay my, my favorite... enemy your enemy why is he your enemy so i'll be honest i'm not entirely sure but we watched <laughs> we watched a lot of food network in my house growing up like it is what we watched while we were eating dinner. It's still kind of what we watch while we're eating dinner. I think largely because there's not much else that we could all agree on to watch. Because we all have pretty varying tastes in media. Um, but we all like food. And sure. so Food Network. However... There was always something a little bit off about Bobby Flay that I didn't like. Him and Giada De Laurentiis, if you know who that is. I don't. I don't. She was a, she's a woman who was a chef on the Food Network, and just the way she pronounced things drove me crazy because she would talk like in a totally kind of normal, fairly standard 
American English accent. Mm-hmm. But then when she would say Italian words, she would very oh, much over. Them. Like, can we please have the mozzarella? Ex- exactly the mozzarella, the prosciutto. I yeah, yeah, too much. She's from Jersey. I don't know where she's from. And then That's what I think from Jersey are like. In I Island. think this was really it. Somewhere in the deep recesses of my brain, I recall at one point hearing perhaps on like a tabloid from the grocery store checkout line or something that the reason Giada De Laurentiis and her husband had gotten a divorce is because her and Bobby Flay were having an affair. And I think somehow that stuck in my brain, allegedly. I'm and I was right just now. like, ugh. That's... The other thing is, I used to get Bobby Flay confused with Tyler Florence, another chef around this time. They don't even look particularly alike. So, but like I said, I really have no issue with Bobby Flay, but now my deep childhood dislike of Bobby Flay has been around so long, I can't fully give it up. That being said, Bobby Flay does have perhaps the most beautiful cat in the world, and his name is Nacho Flay, and he's a bright orange Maine Coon cat. He's the cutest cat on the planet, other it than my cat. Like they, they might have never actually had an, an affair. Oh, wait, hold on, no. I'm fairly certain they didn't. No. They cleared the air and said, no, they were not. She, after she divorced her husband, she had a different boyfriend. And one time she had dinner with Bobby. And people thought that they were dating, but they were not. And well, he has a different girlfriend. Oh, So I'm, you probably read the tabloid where they were like, are they having an affair? And they and were not. I just decided, yes. Yeah. Fascinating. That's so funny. And you hated him for it. I did. I did. And also, he's always just a little smarmy. And he seemed like he had a lot of unwarranted self-confidence. Which, well, to be fair... Well, he's like a ginger, kind of. Which, to be fair, is like a real pet peeve of mine for, like... Smarmy men? Yeah. I learned that from the get-go. Um... I was going to say, I want to talk about quickly before we wrap up. One character that we haven't really talked about yet is the home ec teacher. Yeah. And she, she is the mentor that Eddie deserves. Yes. For his, versus what he has, which is his dad. Um, she is such a good teacher and all the kids disrespect her. Mm-hmm. She loves home ec. Um, she, you know, encourages him. She trains him for the competition. She tries to get him to consider going to the competition over the baseball game and he's like i can't let down my team and she's like but you're letting down yourself and she's so nice and she says my second favorite line in the movie after the rodent line yes um you know people are making fun of eddie at school all over because he's cooking and he's in this competition it's Mm -hmm. no longer secret and bridget says is that why people make fun of me because i like to cook and the teacher says oh no there are plenty of other reasons (laughs) <laughs> which Bridget deserved 
Because as much as I was kind of like identifying with Bridget a little bit, um, she was annoying and she was nasty to the teachers. She, like, she was so mean. She was so mean. Um, I only had a and couple like, other things. Hold on. <gasps> I picked a scab. It's okay. Oh, I had another line that was really great. Um, Tell me. Because Eddie shows up to this cooking competition with only like an hour to spare. Um, and the mom is there to watch him. And mm-hmm. the home ec teacher is there. And so he like gets there, immediately gets to work his like, in his baseball uniform. Yeah, his brother show up like right at the very end. And he like chucks an apron on over his baseball <gasps> uniform and like puts his baseball hat on backwards. And the mom looks at the home ec teacher as he like starts. She goes, I can't get him to clean the bathroom, but I'll stick his hand up a chicken's butt. <laughs> yeah, because he's taking out the innards. It was very funny. Um, I thought my favorite part, or like I wrote in all caps because it's like 20 seconds left. His dad has finally come. His dad is helping yes. him, which I'm not sure how it's not cheating, but I guess everyone had like maybe an assistant. Everyone had an know. assistant. Okay, so his dad was like acting as his assistant. And he, he's putting his final plates up on the judging table and his custard has not set his lemon custard and they have to use, you know, all five ingredients or whatever to be qual- to qualify, to not be disqualified. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and the girl, Bridget, says, you need lemon, you know, whatever, you, you, you'll be disqualified if you don't have lemon. And his dad pitches him a lemon and he whips the lemon zester out of his pocket and zests the lemon on top. I wrote, he's gonna zest the lemon. And he did. He did zest the lemon. And then he still lost. Bridget won. He did. I forgot I how know, this she's, ended. She's been training her whole life. My first thought was, what if they both lose? But Bridget won, which, I mean, technically, she was great. She's been training. She's a prodigy. And you know what? Um, I'm kind of mm-hmm. okay with the fact that that happened because that didn't happen for Sharpay Evans. No. And, like, deserved she did deserve to win. And Eddie was upset. He was going to cry. He but was. then his friends came in, and the baseball team was so proud of him because the baseball team won, won without, without him, him. Because they were like, wait, like, we can do it. And they did a good job. They had hit some home runs, and they were proud of him. And then they all want to go out to pizza or something, and they invite Bridget. Because she, yes. she's like, but I won, and I like pizza. And he's like, come on. And it was yes. a cute little ending. It was very cute. Um, I love that we were like, we don't have much to say. We did. Well, it was a really, I, yeah, it was an, a very enjoyable. Um, yeah. I only have two other things to say. Mm-hmm. One, a personal favorite moment of mine is while they are playing baseball, well, I might add, mm-hmm. there is a song playing called Centerfield by John Fogarty mm-hmm. and I hold on a second I've now just had a real moment of internal panic that I what? did not pronounce that man's last name correctly is it Fogarty? I don't know but I couldn't tell you <laughs> how to I'm sorry, I'm trying to look it up. And it says how, how to, pronounce, to pronounce how to pronounce Adele name. Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim. <laughs> That's what I thought. John Fogarty. Fogarty. Alright. 
Um, which made me happy that that's, you can cut all of that confusion out. Um, the song Plank, Centerfield by John Fogarty is played very often at kind of like the beginning and I think parts and pieces of it throughout the course of all of my like local baseball teams games, which is Mm -hmm. the feeder team for the Red Sox. Um, And I have very fond memories of that. I go to a million of those games every summer. And very, very fun. So, and I didn't Um, remember that that was in this movie. And then it started playing and I was like, it's a song. And the one other thing I needed to say was, I have a question for you. Yeah. Can you crack an egg one-handed? I don't know that I've ever tried. I cannot do it. I don't know that I've ever tried. I can crack an egg pretty beautifully, but I I think I've only ever used two hands. Yeah. That's like a cute little subplot is him because yeah. he watches Bobby Very Flay do it on TV and he keeps trying and, and trying Bridget. and trying and he can't get it. And then his dad, when he goes to help him, his dad is cracking eggs for the thing and just like picks up an egg and immediately starts doing it in the like awe on his face. It's very cute. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, maybe that's where he gets his talent from. Maybe. Maybe it's um my last thing I was going to say, which is something we briefly talked about, I think, before we started recording, is that you were like, oh, New Zealand has a lot to do with this movie. And I was like, what do you yes. mean? Because apparently they filmed it in New Zealand, and a bunch of the actors yes. are New Zealanders. Yes. Which, so I thought that this was set in Louisiana because of their terrible accents. So it turns out it was actually just New Zealanders trying to do American accents. Yeah. Like the mom and a couple other characters. I was like, what is their accent? Like, are they from New Orleans? The girl on the team, Hannah, is played by Rose McIver, who is the girl in all of the like Christmas prints. A Princess for Christmas, those movies on Netflix, the Netflix versions of Hallmark movies. <gasps> I watched the one. Who That's also. Her. It does. Yes, the blonde one. Who also made a brief appearance in the Vanessa Hudgens Christmas princess movie, The Princess Switch. Is she from New Zealand or no? Yes. Okay. She was Her also mom's... on Once Upon a Time. She played Tinkerbell. Oh. Okay. Eddie's mom was from New- is from New Zealand, which, like, she was the one with the, the accent the worst. Like, she didn't really have her American accent down there. Yes. Um, I- she's the one that fully, I was like, oh, they've got to be in New Orleans. Both of the actors who play the parents have been in, collectively, I think, every TV show that's ever been made. His in mom, some tiny I role. thought, she looked so much like, or at least for a little bit the mom from Avalon High that I thought it was her for a minute. I was like, I did too. From? It's not, it's not her, but the sing song, you like transatlantic weird accent yes. mixed with like the curly blonde hair. I was like, she's the decom mom. And then it wasn't her, but yep. um, all that's to say, that's all I have to say. Um, okay. So obviously we don't have thoughts from an actual child for this. Thank goodness. Because where would we put them? We have no more time. No, but we have to um, do some rankings. So Hannah, do you have a ranking for this? Well, before we do, I just want to say, I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, and this movie only has a 49%. Oh, 
ludicrous. Which I feel, I feel that's a little too low. Um, I was going to give this a three out of five. I liked it. It was cute. Maybe I'll watch it again in two years. Okay. That checks out. What about you? I'm going to give it a 3.8. Ooh. I know you love a sports movie. I love a sports movie. This was, you know what? It held up for me in terms of me remembering how much I enjoyed it as a kid, which is good because, as we all know, that has not been the case for several movies that we have watched. Yeah. Some of these um, times cough, didn't do well, but this one did. Twitches. Too. What the hell? Cowbells. Um. 3.8. And I, because I gave Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire 3.8. And I liked it just as much as that. So, oh, so I gave Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire 3.5. I liked it. I don't know. I don't know that I would rewatch it very much. And rewatchability does play into my scores. Yes. So I'm going to stick with my three. Sure. Um, it was like, you wouldn't average. seek it out. No, but like if you in two years are like, hey, you want to watch Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off? I wouldn't be like, ugh. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would also like to say, before we sign off, mm-hmm. an odd little but semi-related pop culture note that I personally feel driven to, you know, point out here. Because um, I mentioned the movie Julie and Julia earlier. Which is about... When you were listing all those food movies, I was pretending I didn't know any of them. So... I have to admit. This is, like, a formative film for me. It is a comfort film. Probably my most quoted film, like, around my house. Maggie loves it. My parents tolerate it. I don't know if they actually like it anymore because we watched it so much. And the other day, just, like, I think it might have been yesterday morning, I woke up and was reading the news... And Julie Powell, the woman who wrote this book, passed away very suddenly of a heart attack, which is very sad. However, oh, you know, I might have read that. Yes. Um, Did you like, post it on your Instagram story or something? I think so. That sounds like something okay. I would do. Then maybe that's where I read it. Um, and, you know, it's very sad. She was very young. I mean, comparatively, she was 49. Um, but the fact that she was able to do such an amazing thing and, you know, give everyone this story that was then turned into such an incredible film that she was so involved in. Um, Did she ever get to meet Julia Child? So, no, and that's a plot point in the movie. (gasps) She never met her? No, and Julia Child was not very nice about the project that she was doing. We'll have to watch the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that's like a plot point about in the movie and about her learning, like, you know what? It doesn't matter. That's not important. What's important is what this project means to me. Um, But I just think it's really great that despite the fact that her time was cut far too short, she was still able to, you know, accomplish something really incredible. That means a lot to a lot of people. So there you go. That's all I have to say. Not to not to be a downer, but our time will not be cut short. 
You're stuck with us for the foreseeable six decades. Yeah, unless the world ends. You think that's going to stop us? We're so annoying. Are you kidding me? No, if the world ends, I'm I'm leaving. Is this? <laughs> I will. N- I will not be putting up a fight. <laughs> our fr- our other friend Hannah said the same thing. That's her. <laughs> That's her zombie apocalypse plan is to just die as quickly as possible. <laughs> I wouldn't even like try. Like it's not like I would kill myself. I just know like I wouldn't put up a fight. You'd be like, all right. Um, I just I'm not built for challenges, Lizzie. Like. God gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers, and neither of those are for me. I. Oh my god. All right. I get stressed out over haircuts. Why is Jennifer Coolidge trending? <gasps> oh, no. Whew, we're good. It's just about White Lotus. Oh, okay. I was like, maybe she looks like the 4th of July. Look like the 4th of July. Makes me want a hot dog. Uh, Speaking of hot dogs, Lizzie, should I take it away? (laughs) Please take it away. What were you going to say? I want a hot dog. I had a hamburger for dinner. (laughs) This has been the Slumber Party Pod at Deep Dive into DCOMs. This episode was edited by Hannah and collectively conceived of as a postgrad crisis by Lizzie and Hannah. This podcast has been distributed by Anchor and we hope you join us again next week. Goodbye! Oh, speaking of my roommates, we have a gas leak. <gasps> Which we totally, one of our roommates was like, I think we have a gas leak. It smells like gas. It smells like rotten eggs. And we were like, no, girl. Like, she's like, I smell it by the washer and dryer. And we were like, it's just like the mildew. Because we get floods down there so often. You gaslit her. <laughs> we, we did gas, literally. No pun intended. We gaslit her. But she was like, she looked it up and she was like, you know, what? it's free to get someone to come out and look at it. I'm just going to do it. And we we're like, okay, girl, like it can't hurt if it's free. And the guy came. He got here like half hour ago. We have a gas leak. Apparently, it's not, like, gonna kill us. Yet?